Hello, welcome to Work, Rest, Slay, the podcast for the Image Business Club, where we chat to Ireland's most interesting business leaders in the hope that we can learn from and through their experiences. My name is Melanie Morris and I'm contributing editor at Image Media. My guest today is a woman I am immensely fond of, as well as totally in awe of her career and her achievements as a brand founder. Peggyn Crowley is quite simply the Beyonce of beauty, particularly in the areas of aromatherapy blends and spa culture. She has an enviable resume, having worked first with Elemis and then in the upper echelons of the Estee Lauder Group, most notably as the national sales manager in Ireland for Aveda, Bumble and Bumble and Darfam before she started her own entrepreneurial career. Peggyn has vision, energy, charisma and a beautiful nurturing side, all of which she's managed to impart into ground, her beautiful collection of skin and wellness products and bespoke spa treatments. She's collaborated with some of Ireland's and now the world's most impressive retail partners, sought out the most talented therapists and designed beautiful, meaningful rituals, all of which we'll cover over the next hour. But in case you think it's all whale sounds and panpipes, we also talk about the hard skills and tough learnings in business. There's lots to pick up here and I guarantee you'll be entertained. So put the phone on flight mode, sit back and enjoy. Oh, one last thing just before we begin. If you like what you hear, um, it would be so appreciated if you'd hit subscribe on this podcast, rate us and if you had a moment, leave a review. But back to the here and now and a big hello to Peggyn. Hiya, Peggyn. So I'm dying to get into your story, Peggyn, because um, before we talk about ground, uh, you know, it's not your first rodeo in the beauty and wellness space. Could you tell us a little bit about your background? Because you've worked for so many interesting brands in so many interesting ways. Let's start putting a little bit of the, the story together. I think when I look back on it now and I'm 25 years at it, it gives me quite a fright because it, it just means obviously I'm old at this stage. I, and people say, oh, you're a veteran. And I'm like, am I to take that as a compliment? I'm not quite sure. But I guess, I suppose my background is my dad is a retired professor in UCC. And it was at a time where college educations, and they still are very expensive. And we his perk to his job was that we would get a free college education. And of course, I didn't want to go to UCC. I didn't want to go to university. I was more interested in skin and nails and makeup. And the deal was once I got my arts degree, once I got a decent degree under my belt, that he would fund me going to my chosen beauty college, which happened to be Brown and Conroy's in Dublin. And the deal went ahead and no sooner was I in Dublin. And I have to say it was one of the best years of my life. Um, I got a great job in the number five bar, this private piano bar behind the unicorn. I remember it. Oh, Melanie, I had such a laugh. So we'd work all weekend, myself and my friend Louise, who was doing the beauty course with me. And then we'd be in college all week learning skin. And my heart just, I suppose it just was on fire with holistic therapy, understanding massage and understanding the power of touch and how the body has its own apothecary and how it always wants to move into a state of healing and rest and digest. Um, and that's where I fell in love, where I thought it was more skin and makeup. It was definitely more the Reiki side, the hoopy ear candling. It was all the Indian head massage, all of that side. Um, I fell and in was love that, with. Was that part of the Brahman Conroy course or 
How they were additional this? courses, but you got your foundations in body therapy and, and massage therapy. And, and that's where I suppose the love started. And because um, my friend Louise and I, who worked in the number five bar, we, we had a lady come in and talk about the cruise ships. And we were like, oh, that's us, definitely. So we jumped away off traveling the world. We were in Sydney for the Olympics and we literally traveled the world on the cruise ships doing treatments. And also at this point, I got promoted to managing the spa. And if you can imagine, I was 21 at this stage and I was managing a business on a cruise ship that was turning over maybe four to $5 million a year, um, which the business side, the commercial side numbers are numbers and they stack up and should make sense. And that side of the house I loved, but where it was very stressful is you're managing teams of predominantly women. You might have had a male hairdresser or a male fitness instructor, but you're talking anything between kind of 15 and 20 women to be managing at any one time. And, you know, there was always moments like that where it just felt the job was too big for me. It was. Too, and you were 21 at the time. And I'm 21 thinking, okay. how, how am I here? But I learned so much in terms of business, in terms of managing people and in terms of the value of spas in terms like that. They exist as standalone businesses, sometimes within a hotel, sometimes on the high street, and that people are booking time to be minded. And in Ireland, it hadn't exploded as yet. So by the time I returned, Elemis had been the brand we'd used on the ships. So I put myself forward to build it up in Ireland and it went into Inchidani. And from there, we took it to a turnover of about two and a half million a year. And then I had my first child and... When I came back to work, I needed a new challenge and I went to Estee Lauder. And so how long were you with Elemis for, Peggy? So I was with Elemis for about 10 years and we'd grown to a team of five. Um, and it was in all the luxury spas in Ireland. It still is. And it's an amazing, amazing brand. Where Elemis has changed over the years, it began as very much a holistic brand with essential oils, well-being and massage was the cornerstone to it. Now it is cutting edge, anti-aging, results driven. It's in Harvey Nicks. It's in globally, it's in the greatest retail arenas in the world. Mm. Um, it's selling jars of pro collagen now and very innovative, really results driven ingredients that are efficacy tested, clinically trialed. It's at the cutting edge of anti-aging. And well, we all know means, the enzyme peel, isn't that one of yeah. their big... Um, Tri-enzyme would product. be a huge yeah. franchise of theirs. And to be fair, um, any route they've gone down, they go to the nth degree. They, they really do with their trials, with their efficacy testing. And, um, you know, it really lands a product on the market in the retail arena, which is so different to the treatment and the professional arena which I am married to, which I absolutely love. Anything that is hands-on where I'm working with a tribe of therapists, where we're learning how to mind people. It, it honestly, Melanie, is the most humbling role you can ever be in to meet someone, for someone to be naked under a towel, trusting you with their body, and for them to wake up or get up afterwards and, and say to you, thank you so much for minding me. You know, it's a hug of the hands as I see it. And it's while it's very humbling and some days, you're rubbing hairy, hairy backs in the dark and there's, there's no bones about it. You have a lot of golfers. They might want deep tissue. But I tell you, at the end of the day, it feels so good to do treatments and to stay in touch with therapists who are doing that. That's that's a huge part for me. So then I moved. So while Elemis was becoming very retail focused, I knew I wanted to be back in the heart of treatment. I went to Estee Lauder 
to in the UK there in the UK so I would have been managing Ireland for them and they would have had three professional brands which would have included Darfin which is a French brand Aveda which is an American very much a green brand very much ahead of its time and then Bumble and Bumble which was a really cool hip hair brand so learning Estee Lauder was amazing because I'd gone from very much Elemis, which had been a very family feel when I joined it to becoming a corporation it had been um, it had been incorporated, it had floated on um, NASDAQ, it had share value, it, it had become very corporate. But when I arrived in Estee Lauder, it was such a well-oiled machine. I mean, we are talking, they would have huge, vast departments for PR, for marketing, for photo shoots, for different products. There was just no end to how ahead of the game they were with everything. And I think with Aveda, the sustainability piece, the future proofing of that brand long before it was ever fashionable. Or Can cool. I ask you, what year did you start working with the Lauder Group? So it would have been around when Bella was born in the middle of it. So I'd say 2012. So I'd left Elemis, I think it was deep in the recession as well. And it was, it was, it was a really, God, it would the luxury spa market was difficult. Hotels were difficult. Guests weren't. 10 a penny and they also didn't have the disposable income they might have right now so spa we were like the cream on top and we were being left behind so it was it was a tricky time but I did feel like a fresh sometimes when you're working in a corporate environment which can be very competitive um and you know where the red tape is you know the hoops you have to jump through and sometimes while you're tired of the battles in your existing job. You feel like you'd go to war for another company. You feel like I just, if I just had a fresh slate and I didn't know where all the roadblocks were, I'd bring a new fresh energy to something. And I think that's where I was. And I also was at a stage where I had a small girl who was three and a half and a new little baby girl. And I was just ready for something new. And Estee Lauder possibly taught me more in the, in the kind of year and a half, two years I was with them. They taught me more about strategy, about planning, about merchandising, about branding and about spatial planning within spas. The Aveda spas had a had a set out um, kind of customer journey. So I probably learned more there in terms of becoming a spa consultant. It was a really kind of solid foundation to that. Um, well, this is really interesting, Peggy, because what I'm hearing is a woman who started life or started their professional life as a therapist doing the hug of the hands, as you say, moves into something on the retail and commercial side of things and is now adding strategy and spa management and all of that side of things into yeah, your portfolio was, of skills. So you'd really built up a toolkit over what, about 15 years? Yeah, and it, it, it hadn't even resonated with me how much of an expert in a very niche market I was. But I wouldn't have studied any of this. It was all experience driven. Mm. But when someone would ask me a question, how would you staff a spa? You know, how do you yield manager pricing? How do you, I had the answers. They were in my belly. I had mm. a lot of knowledge without knowing how valuable it was. So by the time I was deciding to become a spa consultant and price my expertise, and Melanie, this is the hardest part for many of us is you're very confident you can do your work, but suddenly you don't have a brand um that's paying you you're not on payroll you're, you're paying for your own phone you're paying your own fuel you have to buy insurance as a consultant and cover off your professional indemnity 
And you have to cover those costs as well as cover your time and cover your expertise that you've spent years learning. Mm. And it's oftentimes where women, um, where I'd help women saying, you have to imagine not only the logistics of becoming a consultant and meeting a client and possibly getting a puncture or a speeding ticket on your way. And all of these are costs you have to incur now as an individual, as well as um, teaching people what not to do. I often say with consultancy, they will show me a spa plan and all the greatest value I can give them is the mistakes I've made before and why not to do something. So I think consulting and sharing expertise and charging for it has to have a value on it because you have to you have to have a value on yourself. And there's something very demanding about the role because you're being paid as an expert. You're being paid to be correct. If I'm doing the, the spa plans for Adair Manor and we're looking at our space and we're looking at what we convert to revenue from that space and I'm doing spreadsheets or I'm working with the architect to maximize the space, make sure we have enough showers. You don't want too many showers because the drains will start to smell. So it's all of these things you oh know over, over time that you're just giving them the correct answer for because you've learned the hard way. So, and that answer might pop out in 10 seconds but it's it's cost you to learn it and you have to you have to charge for that. So oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, it is the 10 year overnight success thing. You know, yeah. you have been in the trenches yeah. for, for one and a half decades, veteran. Oh, <laughs> listen, veteran to... all the way. But um, yeah, it's I, I think women with our confidence, it's a tricky one. But anyway, that took us into consultancy and they're within designing. So you left, the law, you left the Lauder Group in yeah. 2015, was it? Yes, I actually took a redundancy because at that point I was, I had a one-year-old and a four and a half-year-old and I was waking up in Belfast or London or Dublin and I'd have a pain in my belly because I'd know they have to get to, I know what I'd landed my husband with and while he's, he mucks in at 50-50 all, oh, he'd say more now at this stage, but it, once there's all that going on, no, I'd have a big fry up and my belly would feel fine 10 minutes later, but basically it just wasn't making sense. And the pressure of a company, they, you know, companies don't, um, it doesn't matter if you've all day and all night to work on something or if you're a, a working mom and you have to go home and do the dishwasher and get the lunches ready for tomorrow. So I just felt it was time to take a step back, see yeah. what else was happening. And that was 2013, 2014. And then I was doing spa consultancy. And at this point I was lucky enough to be connected with most of the good spas they'd have used me as a free consultant while I was working with Elemis anyway mm. now they had to pay for it they were happy to pay for it and then I pitched for the Adair Manor design Te- yeah tell spa. me tell me about some of the spas you worked with at that time Peggy and what you did for them because you you did quite a wide arc of of pro- services yeah so so basically sometimes when you work a project a full-on project it means you're connected full-time almost on it and you're connected with the architects um, with the engineers, like in Adair Manor, there was a very, um, there was an endangered species of bats. It's in the basement and there was an endangered that had to be protected that stalled the project, which meant we could move forward on different areas. And what was most interesting is the Le Maire brand was the brand of choice by the owners, um, by the family. And Le Maire doesn't exist in the professional arena with treatments and so on. And that was that was working back with my family in Lauder, getting doors open for me and very fortunate that way. And yeah, as a project, that was so interesting and so great to be doing something that was almost beyond everything. It was it was like it needs to be 
it needs to be at the nth degree. So it was really exciting where we could match the budget to whatever it needed to look like or feel like. Am I right in thinking with the La Mer um, environment that you had to create the treatments as well? You know, that not only because that there, there weren't such things. They had this amazing therapist in Paris called, literally her name was Angel. And she was this beautiful girl who was um, a therapist who would train the girls on counter and so on. So she she was she was brilliant. Credit to her, because we just had to move her through the portal of what a treatment looks like, feels like. Um, and no, they were excellent at that as well. They, they really married up to it and it was beautiful. Um, the menu and they also we also did concept treatments for them which were representational of the grounds with the rows they have a cedar tree that's 400 years old so we had customized um private label products called colossov and this is for adair manor yeah for adair manor so we were designing treatments on that side of the house as well for sleep um and it was just it was a wonderful project by the time that completed and launched and even now they have a beautiful brand called 111 Skin, which has come in to replace La Mer. And I, and I look at that as a brand now and I've learned so much from that brand because sheet masks and sustainability and, but more so how innovative this brand is from a Harley Street perspective, from an ingredient perspective. Um, and also a really good brand from an entry level. You can buy an eye mask for eight euro, face mask for 15, and you can kind of enter into the, the brand without the high risk. Like La Mer was, is a really high-end brand that you have spent 150 euro before you know it's going to work on your skin or not. Can I ask you, with Adair, am I right in thinking, or with spas in general when you consult, you also help them on the um, HR side of things to find the therapist, to train the therapist, to work on maybe what the relaxation area might be like what the offering might be what dried fruits we might be getting am i yeah right? it's a 360 degree so you're working to design their menu once you lock down a menu and engineer it in terms of design pricing and how it moves into a software package you're then looking for a team that can marry up with those treatments as best you can and then with, even within the team I'd be very involved in recruiting the right spa manager who can drive this as a business and look after their team, the right fit for the hotel, the caliber they're looking for. But she would always, I will sit with her and help her recruit a team, but but her marriage is to that person she's taking on. So she would select her team, but then I would help her organize training. So training would have a critical path of how many brands need to be scheduled in. There's also training on the actual hotel, training on the software package. Um, so it's it's huge and it's it's almost sometimes it's bigger than you, but you break it down into bite-sized chunks and you you organize it into the calendar, what's more urgent. Um, and then the signing off on all the purchase orders that you're responsible for choosing the beds. So you might be getting Gary any beds, which are the best in the business, and they start at about five thousand, but by the time you have calfskin leather and memory foam and have an extra large bed for the Americans. You're talking 10 grand a piece. So oh my God. I'm I'm signing off that we've got the right color leather, that the right. So it is pressured and you're being paid to be correct. So it's really important to charge. So you're the midwife of the whole shenanigans. You kind of are. <laughs> and you're working with PR. And I think, Melanie, what's really interested, even knowing you and knowing that caliber of journalism, which we don't, you know, we have a lot of influencers right now, which is a very kind of one dimensional, like a center product, they rate it and it's sent for free and it's becoming more transparent. But you very few 
honest to God writers, you know, people who do the research, ask the right questions and churn it out to the end user so it's digestible for us to understand and trust it. So I think even when I'd work on these projects and meet people like you, I was always the midwife, but the midwife behind the curtains. My name would never be mentioned. You know, there's no hotel in the world spends money on someone like me only to drive my business for me. That just doesn't happen. So it's a very word of mouth um, consultancy is very word of mouth. And luckily enough, I got projects. After that, you have the Cliff House, uh, the Marion, Mount Juliet, so just some stunning, stunning partners that I work with and continue to work with um, to this day. But, but when I developed Ground, the most special part was people like yourself during the lockdown who were just like, oh my God, you're out from behind the curtains. So thrilled to support you. So Before that we was talk- wonderful. So, sorry, Peggy. Before we talk about ground, um, you you created products for some of your spa partners and some of your consultancy yes. partners, didn't you? Could you tell us yeah. a little bit about that? So once I got going, so I've always done aromatherapy. I've always at home. I wouldn't be a great cook or a baker. Um, they'd laugh if they heard me, but I'd throw on a balm within seconds or I'd blend an oil if someone got a bee sting or something. And the kids, when they were small and playing on the green outside, someone would have a fall and they'd carry them in here and we'd have a big ceremony of balms and oils and you'll be grand before you're married kind of thing. So I've always been into aromatherapy. I've always loved customizing blends. And when I'm doing, when I'm in a property and I'm thinking what treatment would represent this property, it, it just comes together. It just blends would come together. So having done the Cliff House, working with Kate Verling, stunning Kate Verling in Mink, um, she wanted a modern rose collection. So I would have coupled up with Lucy and Labougie. Um, so I've always been on that circuit with candles, different things, just customizing things. But And even working with clients, it was always to their brief. I was always slightly handcuffed in that they would like it to smell of rose. They would like it to sell at this price. They would like it packaged with UV spot varnish or metallic, which isn't biodegradable. And I was always working in the back of my head. I'm like, oh my God, would you not go left instead of right? Or, But you're looking after the client's brief and you're delivering what they want, what they've imagined in their head. And um, when all went quiet, when it went really deeply quiet, and you have to remember, Melanie, we work in spa, we touch people. When we didn't know if COVID was transferred by a spit, a little droplet or touching someone's skin. And, you know, we work in small rooms, sometimes not well ventilated, and we're literally breathing on people. There were dark moments in the start of it all where I thought, what if we don't come back to life here? What if what if our industry, and people would kind of look at me and say, oh my God, you guys are absolutely effed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, they were kind of almost laughing. I was like, I know, I know I can feel it. So. In those dark, I was lucky enough to work with my very good friend, Anisha Murray from Edvard and Pink. And um, she and I had set up the Irish Spa Association. So we were working with government. We were working with the Irish Hotel Federation, compiling guidelines for spas to reopen if and when they reopened. So we were busy in a volunteer basis and a very purposeful space to try and help our industry. But as the quietness got deeper, there was a moment where I was like, oh my God, I need to pivot. I need to do so. And I don't like that word pivot, but I was like, I need, I need to future-proof myself. I need to put bread on the table. I'm on the PUP. I'm on 350 a week. I'm cutting my cloth to measure, but like this can't go on forever. I need to do something. So 
basically that's when I remember turning to Shane and I think we'd about 45 grand between us saved for a new house. We live in a dote of a house. It's a sweetheart. It's three bedroom. We have the nicest neighbors in the world, but I love design and I designed a house in my brain and we were saving for that. And I remember looking at him saying, no, I need to do a brand. The only shop open right now online that's worth anything is Brown Thomas. They have a database of 250,000. It's the right market. I need to do my own brand and I need to use all of that money for it. And I kind of said it to him and spat it out to him like that. All of and your home him, money, all of your new home money. All of it. All, and I remember him looking at me and um, Shane's very droll. Now he wouldn't be, um, he, he just looked at me. He said, yeah, of course you can have it. He said, I, he said, at the end of the day, it's like you're asking me for another baby. And if I don't give it to you, you're going to go to someone else. And I want to be the one to back you. And he was genuinely so kind and has remained that way. Like it, And that's why I would say to anyone thinking about entrepreneurship or doing their own business or whatever there are days I could have cracked and fallen underground and only that he's there telling me you're so close you're so close keep going keep going and you really need that you need it to be very close to you you need it to be you need to be in a secure situation to keep because in a way when you go and do something like this you take all the oxygen in the room it's all about you it's all about what you're going through the good days are high the low days are so low and you have to acknowledge that person who's helping you along the way. You have to credit them at every corner. And at the end of the day, he is extremely generous to let me take all the oxygen, let me take all the cash. And even this day, there's moments when something goes really well, like you get a, a call in that we're going into the, the, the Rosewood Hotel in St. Barth in October. And I make the mistake of saying, we're going to St. Barth because I've just booked tickets on Air France for myself and Rachel, the trainer. And Shane's like, what? And then I'm like, sorry, not you. Me and Rachel are going to St. Barth. So you kind of have these moments where you feel, God, I wish I could bring him with me to, to have these high moments as well. So, yeah, so so we said we put 45 grand into it. We pitched it to Brown Thomas. Now, to be fair, Melanie, I had a warm doorstep. I would have done wellness events for Brown Thomas in Cork where we would do breath work or whatever if they were having a super Sunday for well-being or whatever. So I knew the gang and they introduced me to the buyer in Dublin who couldn't have been nicer. And she just said, look, um, we're looking for something new. We're looking for something with well-being and sleep. You're Irish. It's being made. Your backstory stacks up. We'll take on your brand, which at this point was just prototypes on a presentation and products that I was already selling in Adair and it already had proven itself that people were buying it and replenishing it. So they said, as long as you stay exclusive to us for six months, to which I kind of said, oh, my God, at this point now I was homeschooling, literally doing nothing, but homeschooling. And I had a husband working from home. I'd have thrown them in with the, with the deal as well. So <laughs> I said, I said, no problem. We're in for six months. And just in time for within that six months, I was setting up my website then to launch. And it was so interesting because. While I was selling into Brown Thomas, we'd had all these sellouts and we'd sell out a certain product. And Melanie, if you'd seen me, I would come in from, so not only was I selling to Brown Thomas, but I was going in and selling for Brown Thomas. So and this was after. in between lockdowns. This was when a door might open for a few months. This was the most exciting time the doors opened. It was the end of November, 2020. And the doors opened and unfortunately to buy for others because it was Christmas, but we got over that. And basically I was there in Brown Thomas in Cork I was like the Lord Mayor. And I remember the first day I was in, I was like, oh my God, I'm in the shops and I'm an awkward size, Melanie. I have to buy my clothes, try them on. I can't order online. I just don't get lucky. So here I was and I bought this amazing polo neck 
in Spanx and it had made my arms like half the width they normally are. <laughs> and I, it was like a body top kind of thing. And I was walking because I'd gone in the first day in a kind of colorful jumper. And then I realized everyone's wearing black. You need to look like staff here. So I bought this pole neck and I'd made friends with this gorgeous guy, Sean, who was selling candles. We were up in the lifestyle section and we were having a great crack the first day. And then the second day we were having a laugh. But by lunchtime, I came back after lunch and he stopped talking to me. And I said, what's going on here now with Sean? But anyway, I continued to talk to everyone, whatever. And he pulled me aside about two hours later. He said, I don't know how to say this to you, but your tail is hanging out. And I realized I hadn't tied my body top after lunch. <laughs> and I had literally walked the floors of Brown Thomas like the Lord Mayor. But um, yeah, no, that was funny. And then I'd come home, I'd sell out of a certain product and I'd ring the guys on the team and I'd just say, look, I've sold out of something. I can make more of it tonight and bring it in tomorrow. What do you think? Yeah, go for it. So I kind of had this free run of not having to work through protocol in Brown Thomas where normally there's a purchase order. Yes. I would come home, have three hot ports in front of the fire. I'd be making new products, wrapping it up, telling Shane the stories from the day, rolling it into Brown Thomas the next day. And I'd be thinking, is there a smell of bolognese? off these oils because we'd have made them in the kitchen we'd have had our bolognese so it was so homemade it was nearly embarrassing I was but about to say you are the ultimate homemade brand like homemade to the point homemade to the point that I'm mortified oh no it's so homemade that Melanie by the time we were shipping to Brown Thomas and the kitchen would be full of 15 huge boxes and signing you know getting it shipped and delivered and and then I'd have days where I was like I'm out of lavender and or I'm out of acorns or I'm out of something and I go and order 500 euros more of something and then I'd find it under Bella's bed or in the hot press or in the shed and I was like no this can't go on this is so unprovoked like it's just it's costing me to be in my house so the next thing the neighbor so we're number 22 and the next thing number 16 my daughter Anne Louise's friend was moving out so I spoke to the mother got the number of the landlady rang her, invited her for a cup of tea, showed her what I was doing in my house, told her if I took commercial insurance, could I take her house? So we literally moved across the road and these days I literally slothed across in my slippers. I haven't even washed my teeth and I put down a day's work and I come home. Like during COVID, I'd have had the friends in having wine. It was like having a free gap. It was magic. <laughs> so that was, that was lockdown. That was lockdown and really homemade. We're now grown up. We're putting our big girls' knickers on now and we're getting a unit. And we have, you know, investment coming in and we're we're literally scaling up. The, the, are you in number 16 at the moment still? Yes, you we are. are but you're going to move we, to a, another unit. We're already looking, we're already remembering. So I hired a team back last October and um, before Christmas, I could feel the avalanche, you know, and you know, an avalanche is coming in and we hired a team and they were barely trained up when it landed. And we're in a small terraced house with the, slim corridor by the stairs into the kitchen and living area and um you know we're remembering last year and now our database has doubled our business has doubled or trebled at this stage and I'm kind of like my head is kind of in the sand because I'm very busy doing new projects new new products and new treatments and I'm like no Christmas is coming and we are too this is too small now we need to go big and when you go big it's really scary because you've signed a five-year lease and you're agreeing to 20, 25 grand a year. And sometimes I just want to be a small child again. These decisions are just too big for me and yeah. they're too risky. And you have to remember, Melly, I've, a bit like you, you like working with bright and shiny new projects and event, put your heart and soul into it. And then it happens and it's over. And you're like, thank God that's over. I never have to talk about that again. And I had been like that with projects that were new, bright, shiny, do the project, walk out um, with ground. 
it's so different. I've so much gone into it. I have a team paying mortgages on it. I have rent yeah. rates. And it's like something I'm going to be married to for a very long time. And it's it's while that's wonderful, it comes with huge nervousness as well and huge kind of stresses. Um, so, yeah. Pauline, can I ask you, when you have to make these big decisions, I mean, obviously, Shane is somebody you speak to, but who else do you mull things through with? I have the most gifted mentor. I have different types of mentors. So if I was to tell you when I worked at Elemis, um, Sean Harrington, the M- managing director there, he and I are, are still friends and he would give me a call once a quarter. It's an hour long and it's worth its weight in gold. Yeah. Um, he would have sold. He still works for Elemis, um, but he would have sold the brand, built the brand up and sold it to L'Occitane for nearly 900 million, I think. So wow. he understands um, the mechanics of building a brand brilliantly. And although the environment he built that in has changed dramatically now with the digital space being such a key driver right now and direct to consumer sales, he is a brilliant mentor. And then I also have Sue Harmsworth, who um, we'd get on a call every few months as well. And she'd be very helpful because I'm breaking into the US. And she's Canadian the founder market. of ESPA, am I right? ESPA, exactly, mm. which she sold for 200 million. And she's a brilliant woman in terms of holistics, treatments, gut health, all of that side of the house. She'd be a brilliant mentor. And then I have Dennis Casey, who came to me through the local enterprise office. And I would say to everyone to get in any type of business you're in, that local enterprise office is amazing. It's as good as the questions you ask of it. And Dennis Casey is my cash flow. He's he's kind of an angel. Like, honestly, I don't know how he puts up with me because I, I'm quite capable. If I put my mind to something, I can do anything. The money side of it, the invoicing, the in and out of cash, I'm just a brilliant spender. I am. If there was an Olympics for spending, I'd win it. I'd win gold medal. I love investing in the business, investing in training, investing in the latest. Um, but you have to pay for all that and you have to schedule it to a time where the company can afford to do it, which I'm learning finally. So he helps me with understanding the margin of my products, um, the impact of Brexit, customs duties, shipping, all the invisible costs that I hadn't attached to my end product, which I thought was a finished product that I was selling. So he was genius at helping me for that. But mentorship to me is more fluid than having one mentor. For me, it's being, and especially with women, it's about being able to pick up the phone to someone who's further along than you because women actually love to help women most Mm. women will help women and I find you know I'll people will say to me I'm at the beginning of my journey will you I will give you a call of course I will and I will steer you left or right and here's my mobile number because I don't have time to mentor you fully but when you have a question and you say to me Peggy will I go A or B I'm choosing A because of X or B I'll say go B because A is wrong like if you if you if you tee up the question for me to be really quick to answer you or if you need a contact or a supplier, it's there for you. I wouldn't, you'd, you'd help anyone who's brave enough to put their name to anything they're producing themselves. It's, it's almost like, it's almost like the circle going full circle. It, yeah. it feels right to mentor. So I think just, I, I would be ballsy enough now just to connect with someone and say, do you mind me asking um, for five minutes of your time? I have a question. I really admire this part of your work and I'm at, I'm like 10 steps behind and I'd love a steer. Mm-hmm. And most, most of the time people will be delighted to connect with you. Yeah. And we're also a small pool of people. There's, 
I have a lot of friends that I love spending time with, but as I progress deeper into this world and it owns me for a lot of the time, I love talking to people who are also in this world, who've also taken the risks and who also stress paying their team. And I could be sitting with a friend having a glass of wine and they're talking about a dress they bought for a wedding in three weeks. And I'm like, can I pay my team this week? I'm in a different space to them and I've lost and it's not their fault, but I've lost yeah. a common ground with them. And yet I could get on a call with another person who's going through exactly what I'm going through. And we're helping each other navigate local enterprise or helping people navigate how to break into Brown Thomas. And it's like, come on, girl, you can do this. Like you're really on the same footing as them and you really yeah. feel connected with them. Peggy, and can I ask you, um, where is ground now in terms of a brand? Where is it available? What channels do you use to distribute it? How many SKUs are there? So we have 36 SKUs, including 12 gift sets. So we have 24 individual SKUs, 12 gift sets. We are in retail. We've just recently launched actually in April and the Bear, the most beautiful store in Rathmines. Um, We're in Brown Thomas, Sea Green. Um, Spa-wise, we're having an absolute ball. I can't tell you where. We recently, February, we went into the Shelburne. We went to the most beautiful place in County Louth called Wellness at the Coach House. Melanie, I must get you up there, actually. Yes, please. Um, it is literally a coach house in a farm and it has the most beautiful two treatment rooms, which are womb-like. They're absolutely stunning. Little, um, a little hub of well-being with some very veteran therapists, some brilliant senior therapists. So working with spa, I guess where we're at right now, which is extremely exciting and probably one of my favorite parts of all of this is my freedom to develop the brand in any direction I choose. Mm. So there's going to be a day where I have a board and I'll have shareholders and I'll have to pitch ideas and get approval. But right now I just, I just go in whatever direction it takes me in. And it's been in the direction of sincere well-being for people with cancer. So we have developed treatments and rituals and we've just got approval and sign off on five new products for neuropathy, for lymphedema, for different, because last year we did this, gift set called the hug I must have got 80 or 90 messages on Instagram asking me was it suitable for someone in active chemo or radiation or someone who's recently diagnosed and it wasn't suitable it had phytoestrogens like carry clary sage and ylang ylang and geranium and you simply can't use them with female cancers so I knew last Christmas my new project for this year was developing and being inclusive and really developing things that are especially for people whose skin is compromised by oxidative stress and so on. And we have this amazing ingredient that we've worked into an oil uh, called astaxanthin, which is like a red algae, which is really good for um, stress in the skin. So we've gone about building that. And then in the middle, I got this call from this wonderful company in London called Love Day, which is this very um, high-end care homes for people with Alzheimer's and dementia. And would we develop treatments um for so we went off and did that project and and while it's it's not sexy it's not anti-aging it's not bells and whistles and big ribbons and bows it is so purposeful it is so in for me you know when you when you drill into this and as a brand it's well-being it's not how you look it's how you feel it's how you sleep it's how you manage your hormone health it's how you manage burnout anxiety none of those things are sexy and But when you wish it for others, when you gift it to others and when you want to learn more for yourself and build ritual into the day to slow yourself down, because I think of all the things I work 
I, I am building a business to try and help people slow down. And I feel like I'm going at a million miles an hour myself. Yeah. And I'm like, I ha- by staying tuned in to everything that's pro-longevity, for living well for longer, rather than the external that we present. So when you think about it, Melanie, we put so much effort and investment into how we how we dress ourselves, how we do our makeup, how we do our hair and how we present the external world. And really the internal world gets left behind a lot of the time. And when COVID happened and the huge slowing down um, that, that occurred gave us time to connect with ourselves, which oftentimes is tough. It's hard hearing your own internal conversation all day long and you kind of really need to meet yourself to mind yourself and to understand what minding what self-care really means to you because it's so different for different people and it's almost a word that's banded banded around too much um so with the brand it really it really is about how you feel and that and when you tune into how you feel it's with the objective of living well for longer where longevity has now moved because I suppose we reach a certain age where we know we're going to die and we're on the other side of 40 and it's kind of like oh my god how how do I kind of mind myself and your body as a woman you know menopause and hormone health came front and center for me at 43 because I had an ovary taken out and unknowns to me the other ovary was a dud so catapulted straight into this crazy anxiety lack of here's me selling products for sleep and I couldn't sleep because of the hormone side of things so I went on CBD learned about CBD and it really it really just became central for me to be slowing myself down while building this business, telling others to slow down. So it has been an education for self as well that I have to practice what I preach. Tell me, Peggy, are you building a business to build and to keep forever? Or are you building a business to grow and sell on? Or do you even know the answer to that yet? No, I'm definitely going to grow it to sell at some point. It's definitely something that's much bigger than me. And while you're in it, and deep in it and deeply committed to it, it owns you. There's very little time for anything else. So I'm building it with a view to selling it on, but while I'm in it for the next five years, I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. I think where I land in five years, where my ultimate dream is to have an actual place called ground, a retreat space that people can go to ground, so to speak. And it's a it's a longevity space. It's learning how to live well for longer it's also a space where people can prehabilitate if they're going in for cancer surgeries there's very little there for people who are going through trauma and grief for children who've lost a parent there's so many spaces that are neglected and spa has lived for far too long in this indulgent pampering exclusive to exclude space and i think there's a part of me that knows i'll build a bricks and mortar space that i can retire into if nothing else i will make people walk for an hour in the forest to earn their bottle of wine that night and me too I have to earn it I have to do my walks I have to do my breath work so I think that lives in the kind of distance but I'm gonna enjoy the journey to it for sure. So you're basically taking a nose to tail approach literally you want to have ground the space ground the products ground the treatments ground the therapists I want it all. the ingredients. <laughs> Do you know what? It's it, when you think about it being a small brand, when I first developed it, I put Irish names in it because at the time my line of sight was so tiny. I didn't know what way COVID, I didn't know how long this would last. I didn't know, I knew nothing about it, but I called it Irish names because I never saw it going beyond Ireland. And if I was to tell you we're going in 
to the Four Seasons in Boston. We're going to Vancouver, the Rosewood. It's going to hit the States and Canada. It's going to hit Europe. It's, we're already in the Rosewood in Madrid. When I think of the journey it's going on now, I if I could only talk to, when the nights of nervousness and the tears and the sweat, if I could have only said to myself, I wish you could see where you're going to be going with this. It's, it's an amazing I have two questions relating to that. Firstly, on the practical level, do you have a distributor who's helping you with all of this or how are you creating yes. this path? Because so many beauty brands would love to know your secret sauce. No, there's no secret sauce. Well, first of all, I'm 25 years in the industry, so I know enough people. I have enough trust with people, enough reputation with people. So I have uh, connected and have engaged a, a distributor for the US and Canada who is incredible um and it's, it is sat at the right level for us we don't want to go into retail we're always going to be treatment led and the states is really difficult mainly because each state is regulated differently has different laws regarding treatments and accreditation for therapists and stuff so by handing it over to a distributor means i don't have to get involved in any of that side of the house now i have to insure the brand i have to trademark the brand i have to register it on fda and canadian product approvals and that's my weakest point a bit like the invoicing and the details for money. If I if I have to sit in a dark room and fill out forms, I, I'd nearly be crying. I'd be crying into my soup. So, but it has to be done. And only I know the brand and the product, so I have to do it. But I learned so much by doing it. Um, but definitely a distributor for the European market, for the UK and Ireland is, and really, you know, if you are going to sell a brand, you will be measured by your domestic market first and foremost. So, to, And Ireland is too small a market, so they couple it up with the UK. So it's like being married to the worst husband ever because Brexit is just so painful. And I've tried to blag it. I've tried to bluff it. It's cost me so much. But now that we've made friends and we're coupled up well, um, the UK will, will get enormous resource from us. While the distributor manages the US and Canada, our energy will be moving into the UK. Great. We're, we're already in the Waldorf Astoria in Edinburgh and we're going to a beautiful property called Limewood in the New Forest, which is stunning. Brilliant. I'm I mean, very the way you speak, it sounds like the Love Island approach to Brexit. Oh, You're coupled totally. up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, have to, we have to make friends. It's worth it. It's in our financial interest to couple up and be in bed with this person. So we just do it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My other question, so everybody wants to know your secret sauce, so thank you for answering that one. The other question that I think so many female entrepreneurs, I don't know about male, but definitely female entrepreneurs, and not just in beauty, across the board, we all talk about it, and that is self-belief, uh, you know, imposter syndrome, all of these mm. things. Interesting to hear you saying there was gnashing of teeth and rending of garments in your kitchen while you were trying to yeah. develop the brand. How did you manage to talk yourself in or out of all of that? Yeah, it, you know what's so interesting is um, timing is really important when you decide to do something like this and decide to go all in behind it. You can't have a plan B. Plan A is the only thing and you're all in on plan A. But the timing, if I had decided to do this five years ago, Melanie, people would have said, who the fuck does she think she is? Who, she, or like, who what's she doing here? And then you fast forward into COVID and while sleep is huge and People were buying Irish. People would come up the stairs, up the escalator in Brown Thomas, and they just stack up their hands. They're only buying Irish gifts. And I was in such a privileged position to be next to Labougie Kinsale, Voya from Sligo, Rathbourne's from Dublin. I mean, to be fair to Brown Thomas, it was 80, 90 percent. Aren't you? You beautiful, clean, keen. I'm trying to think. I don't want to leave anyone out. They're all 
the handmade soap company. They're all fantastic brands. All of us sitting there being bought, people were just stacking up on us. And then that was handsome. So the timing was right in terms of well-being had come front and center of COVID. Irish were supporting Irish and not begrudging Irish. That was key. And I think my 25 years and my confidence was ready. But even then, Melanie, even when I was doing the brand and there was like five or six people who would float in front of my eyes and they were like, well, who do you think you are? Like, what are you at? And you just have to you have to batten down the hatches. But I mean, Melanie, even coming on a call with you at about half two, I got this thing in my tummy going, who am I to be on a call with Melanie on, on image <laughs> business podcast? Like, who do I think I am? And then you have to you have to manage that little beast and say, no, you deserve to be here and you'll enjoy it. And don't be nervous. And like, you know, you have to you have to be real. But you also have to imagine people are thinking positively about you as well. And people really aren't thinking about you at all, Nelly. We know that as a fact. Now that we're over 40, we know no one's thinking about us. But that is the great relief of being over 40. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Tell me about one of the most amazing days in Ground Story so far. Um, I I got news this week that my, not this week, on Friday, that my products had been approved for um and you can't say that for people with cancer you can't use those words but you can say for people with compromised health or people with compromised skin and that was a moment where I thought you know what I put my heart and soul into this this it was really nerdy work it was nerdy research testing and then you wanted to also smell nice be of ground that it feels like it's packaged and feeling the same so that was a good moment we launched in the Waldorf story in Edinburgh and they had a whole host of of journalists from all around the UK and I remember thinking oh my god what am I doing here this is crazy um being at the 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 women in business awards with yourselves image that was a real when I could see who was at each table who who was in the room that you were at the races you were literally at the races with these people that was a moment you so were because I think you were runner-up in your your category so oh god it was just oh thank you girl do you know what it was just an amazing feeling to be in that room and in that space and to hear the, the guest speakers, just to be privileged to be in that space. Um, and then I have a team, we, we have a lunch booked for Tuesday. So we're doing new facials now. We're doing a botanical facial and a deep cleansing facial and we have new products and we're trialing them on the team on Tuesday. So we've developed, we have two brilliant, I have Rachel and Jessica who developed the treatments and we test them. So the whole team is coming in on Tuesday and then we'll go for a boozy lunch and days like that where I can say thank you through my time and glass of wine and having a facial that's really special that I love that side of the house being able to do that and um other days that are special I don't know do you know what Melanie it's lovely being your own boss I'm not Mm. afraid of any day and they could look zoom heavy some days and they might be free days that I've just blocked out to do different things but I'm my own boss and I think while I'm still only paying myself 350 a week because that's what I've cut my cloth to measure so while I'm not loaded in any sense, I'm loaded with freedom. I'm loaded with the opportunities, the people I'm speaking with. I'm really, I feel really rich. You know, that kind of feeling where you're so lucky. Well, I have to say the positivity resonates from you. And every time I've met you, I think I've known you for about maybe four or five years now. And every time I've met you, you are a positive energy person. How does that happen? How do you manage to stay forward? 
Um, I think you're the same. I, you and I will always have a giggle and a laugh. I think not taking yourself too seriously in the middle of it all. I'd, I'd have a mother who's not Irish. She's half Welsh, half half German, and she's very funny. She's very droll. You'd God, never with a get name to... like Peggy Crowley, you wouldn't have thought so. I know, so. my dad's a pure Gaelgore, and I did pass Irish. like. And then I was putting these Irish names on the products, and people were trying to speak Irish to me in Brown Homes. So I was like, sorry, I'll have to stop you right there. I did pass Irish. I, you know, I have a lovely gra. I have a lovely gra for the language, but I can't speak it. But my mom then would have tried to speak Irish when we were growing up. She would have sat in, in mass trying to do the Arnaher, and we were in a packet, and we'd have cried laughing listening to her. But um, I think I think being able to laugh at yourself is really important. I think understanding each person, it doesn't matter who. I wake up some days and I have different platforms, different, I'm sure you're the same, Melanie. Messages could have come through on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, by email, by text, by WhatsApp. And it could be someone just saying, I love, I loved your face oil. Thank you so much. Or I gave it to my mom and she loved it. Or it could be a supplier saying, you haven't paid us your eight days over on your payment. <laughs> I I endeavor to get back to every, I've over probably stretched myself to get back to every person, but I enjoy every connection that I, 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 I energize off other people. So I'm very lucky that way. So, but it's just trying to keep on top of it all now. Last question before we go into a quick fire round of questions for you, Peggy, and that is you mentioned Anita Murray and the Irish Spa Association. Can you explain what that is? Because I know it's it's both of your babies and there was nothing before you both came along. Yeah, I guess where it was born out of is we didn't sit under the hair umbrella and we didn't sit under the high street beauty salon umbrella. Spa is quite specialist and we had felt, you know, for a long time, it was not, not represented at government level. Most importantly, we were under a NACE code for hairdressing. And we just said, no, we need to establish ourselves because we have a staffing crisis at the moment. And we would like to lift the embargo on visas from people um, like the chefs were able to lift the visa on working visas from from chefs from Bangladesh and so on. And we're we're very poor on the ground with recruiting new junior therapists from college. The world has changed so much since I was in beauty college and holistic therapy. Um, Melanie, now they want to have a kind of pop-up tent, get into their Yaris, charge 50 euro for a spray tan, or they want to have a YouTube channel teaching makeup. The world has changed so much and it's really hard to draw them into a spa environment where they're in a very quiet and peaceful. Now it's physically challenging as a job, but it's a really different giving space. And, you know, I've worked with therapists who literally have healing hands. and Mm. They're just a dying breed and it breaks my heart. So I think Anita and I, our motivation was to build capital within this as an industry to protect it at government level and really address issues that are specific to us so for example doing treatments and massage for people with cancer for a long time people if they ticked the box they were either turned away or told to have a manicure or pedicure um and now the fact that we're we've come so far along to designing rituals that are specialists that are that insurance companies will insure because the trainer is accredited that each little obstacle we've gotten over. Um, we also worked with Brexit and our supply chain for Ireland. And there's just been different areas of it, but certainly our greatest hurdle will be trying to attract students from, you know, I think even at school level, parents aren't pro this as, as, a, as a career because it's difficult to get a mortgage. But if you were just to show people the likes of Anita, myself, we're therapists and we just became commercial and became astute in the industry and have grown from there. Look at mm. Kate Furling, look at all of us 
who can evolve and develop from become trainers, um, distributors. There's so many different routes. So yeah, that's a it's a it's a place we love. We volunteer and do it, um, but we also get to connect with all these other business owners. And so you do it voluntarily and you're still involved. Talk about ask a busy person to do a job. Yeah, but I, I think we we don't do the, the nuts and bolts of it. We've engaged a team to do that. So we just do the kind of, the. I, I think we get to do the nice parts of it, the, the, the meetings, the connections and all that. There's a whole machine behind us that, yeah. that does the memberships and the ongoing. So there's a lot of work involved. Yeah, but it's worth, it. it's worth so, it. So quick fire questions for you, um, Peggy. Um, first one, and it may not be a quick question at all. Where do you get a really good massage? Or maybe what should one look out for? I think um, I, I get, I'm very lucky. I work with Rachel who works with me. So I go into Hayfield and literally Hayfield have the best treatment. Cork. Yeah, so yeah. I would work with her. But sometimes we spend too long. We're working while we're doing the treatment. It's very hard to switch off when you're a therapist having a treatment. So what would I say to people looking for, like, I'm, while some of the most beautiful spas in Ireland give a beautiful space for treatments, therapists, you want to go to someone who you have a connect with. It's very, it's very, you know, from their heart through their hands, you really want to feel a connection so that you can go back each month. So someone local, finding someone local would be important and um, just kind of building it into your, it's a bit like doing counseling, but it's like counseling for your body. Think of massage as like a non-verbal conversation with your body just letting go and feeling safe and being minded because what we don't realize is with the mind we've you know we talk all day long and our minds speak English and we can be negative or positive um, but our bodies don't speak English our bodies can feel safe or they can feel very threatened and and stressed by an email by a phone call by being knocked down nearly by a bus you know we, we carry stress in our bodies and it doesn't have the English to go to counseling and get it out of it so sometimes it lives in our gut, it lives in IBS, it lives in, you know, being constipated, holding energy, being blocked. And you have to honor that space in your body as well as your mind. So I often say it's a bit like going to counseling and just letting letting go of everything. Yeah, very, very nice answer. Um, I know you've traveled the world, both working with and visiting really interesting spas. What was the most exotic, over-the-top, beautiful, whatever spa you've ever visited and why? Now, you see, the word exotic wouldn't do it for me insofar as I have been to Thailand and I have had beautiful treatments, but it's almost too subservient. They're almost on their knees, washing your feet. And there's a moment I want to bring them up to my level that I felt a bit awkward in the treatments. Um, having recently visited Limewood in the new forest in the UK I fell deeply in love with how it was embedded it's called the herb house and it has it's very gastro it's very much about what you're eating and drinking while you're at the spa and it's all of the landscape that would turn me on far more because you know while we're touching the outside of the body and we, we do a treatment called the cleansing ritual which is literally massaging the abdomen and most people I don't know when the last time you've had your abdomen mm. massage Melanie and it's a space where if someone says to me would you like it or not like it I would normally say no because yeah. it's ticklish it's kind of prudish and generally in spas they don't offer it because for men it can kind of turn men on when you're in the abdomen space by a reflex rather than anything else mm. so it's not a space we generally work on but we've designed this treatment because 
it's where our organs live and our organs are the secret and the key to living well for longer, that they have enough blood supply, that their nerve endings are soothed. So we've done this treatment and this space, the herb house, the lime house, I can just see it being a launch pad because the microbiome, our gut flora, they're just doing it from the inside out. It's just stunning to see it done. So exotic doesn't do it for me as much as something is of its space. If something is of a place and it, it's organic enough to become alive, and it's the wellness of that space, that, that's amazing. Very, very good. good very good answer. Um, most exhausting thing as an entrepreneur and how do you tackle it? Oh God, I answered that already when I was saying to you about the amount of messages. And yes, it's my favorite thing as well, connecting with people, but sometimes they live like monkeys on your back. You get this lovely message from Mary's mother who gave it to her sister who just wanted to send you this message that X, Y, Z. And you're like, I need to get back to Mary's mother. And she's just as important. On my, I don't have a way of saying she's as important as my supplier who I owe 10 grand to that I need to say it's coming in from the bank on Friday. You'll get it Friday. All of these messages carry, it's almost like the same level of importance and I have to learn to get better at it, but I love being connected to everyone at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, and how do you tackle it? Do you just stay on top of it all the time? Are you hooked to your phone? No, I put my head in the sand sometimes and just go, no, everyone just has to wait and I'll get back. And then with fresh perspective, I see what's important and urgent and you just have to take time. Like that phone, honestly, I don't work for that phone. That phone has to work for me. And I'd be shouting that at it sometimes saying you, <laughs> You work for me, I don't work for you. So you kind of have to manage it, yeah. Now, as a lady from Cork, we have to give Cork a bit of light. Um, Best place for a working lunch in Cork? Yeah, I suppose, like, I mean, I really am going to have to mention it here that we are the real capital. So in terms of eateries, we have a million beautiful eateries. Um, Where I like to go with clients would be the Montanati because you get an over, especially clients who aren't from Cork. It's like having this beautiful box off, box, the best corporate box at a show because um, it overlooks Cork. Service is excellent. Food is excellent. I love the Montanati. But um, you'd have some lovely new place. Um, Moody's has opened up on... um, McCurtain Street there's some lovely spots in Cork yeah a lot of renewal in Cork as well you've the Dean Sophie's you've gorgeous spots actually we should say it's the Montanati Hotel isn't it yes yeah yeah the Montanati uh, used to be the country club I went to my devs there years ago yeah oh my goodness um so what's in your beauty bag at the moment what skincare are you into what do you blend your own what beauty products what makeup what hair I, I, I'll tell you who I have fallen in love with. It's a brand in the UK, but there's a brilliant girl, Olivia, who manages in Ireland. I met her at a menopause summit um, with her brand. It's called Marie Reynolds. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I do know Marie Reynolds, yeah. And to look at it, I was like, okay, what's this or whatever? I bought this Restore mask, which is like this green clay, and you mix it up, and it's like a... It's literally bacteria that your skin needs is the healthy good bacteria so you know when you take acidophilus or whatever if you've been mm. on antibiotics this um is for the flora on your skin and the bacteria on your skin so i bought that mask and i'm loving it and i've started to buy some of their supplements i've started to fall into the supplement space where i'm loving that as well um so marie reynolds has caught my attention we're trialing our own cleansing balm and masks and stuff at the moment so there's exciting i'm using squalene oil at the moment which is i'm loving for my hair and face and then uh makeup oh god i love i love makeup i love a nars foundation and 
bits and pieces from Mac. I wouldn't be the best now. Hair-wise, I'll tell you what, I'm using this amazing product called K18. Have you tried it? I've just seen it all over TikTok, yeah. Listen, game changer. So I would have uh, highlights and my hair would get cracked and it's very fine or whatever. I've started to use that, an unbelievable product. Um, Yeah, that would be about it at the moment. I'd be kind of, I wouldn't be the loyalist. I'd kind of flit around. I'd be a bit Mm. of a... Um, Interesting yes. brands, though. Um, do you listen to podcasts? I do, what and do it's only been on? since COVID. I do. Uh, I like uh, Mark Hyman, Doctor Har- Mark Hyman. He does yeah. the Doctor's Pharmacy, pharmacy spelled with an F, and he does a lot of podcasts on longevity and organ health and that side of the house that I'm and the microbiome that I'm very interested in. And then I love Stephen Bartlett, who does the CEO. CEO love those like mm. there's one i've earmarked um for this week now it's jane the founder of um dermalogica and how she managed building a brand and holding her mental health together and i was like oh my god i need to re- listen to that amazing so all said and done peggy how do you unwind or do you ever unwind no i do i you know what i'm not a netflix person i love going to the pictures i love going to the cinema so last night we would have gone to see um, the song of the Crawdads. Yes. Am I saying that right? Yes. Um, Reese Witherspoon. I love Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, anything they do together or anything that's done. So we went to see that. And I think I bawled crying. Like my husband comes along. He gets to choose. So I'll have to see Top Gun with him now next. So he chooses one and I'll choose one. But there is a moment where I love having a bag of sesame sticks and a sparkling water and just turning up in the cinema for two or three hours with being in that dark room it's like I love that and um I love having a bottle of wine with friends or family and having a family barbecue and stuff my life I have to say it's simplified during COVID and I'm going to hold on to that just the the get together is the time and experience with people and if I'm spending money now I'll buy an experience with someone rather than a thing so to speak so Peggy, I'm so impressed that your cinema snack is sesame sticks and sparkling yeah. water. That's what I've taken out of this entire No, it's podcast. a super size. It's a super size bag of sesame sticks. But um, yeah, it's it's so I forced my way through them. Yeah. Anyone else yeah. would be Maltesers and buttery popcorn, but you're sesame sticks. No, sesame sticks. I love, but they're greasy. They're very fattening. I'm but I just them. love, I love having a bag. I'd never think of eating them at home, but I'd have them now going into... Um, and I'd be blubbing. I blubbed my whole way, and Shane's half embarrassed because I'm I'm a loud crier. You know, I'd be <laughs> and everything. An emotional great, crier. Yeah, yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah. So finally, Peggy, tell us what's next for Ground. What's the plan? So the plan right now is we launch our new gift sets, which have the products for people with compromised skin, compromised health. So we're working on that at the moment, as well as new facials, as well as breaking into the States and Canada, which is so exciting. And I think it, it's we're at a really crucial stage where we're taking investment. So that will give us enough rope to staff ourselves up and to equip ourselves with the right unit and grow up a little bit and be kind of serious in business. So that's where we're at, yeah. It's incredible. So the new, new investment is probably going to roll in when you open your new premises, your new manufacturing premises. Is that the idea? Yeah, previous to that, because we'll need the money to do that. So I would say September, October, we're very close. You have to complete your accounts uh, for transparency. So we've done that. And that even that's interesting. I mean, Melanie, what I was spending and where I was making money and where I wasn't, all of that, looking back in retrospect, (laughs) it's been such a learning curve, honestly. Um, I'd do it all again. If someone said, would you do it again? I'd be like, yeah, do you know what? It's been 
it's I've had a ball. I have. I've been very lucky. Yeah. And so your new investors are about to come on board. This is exciting. Yeah. One of them is a friend, a very busy restauranter, um, just a brilliant businessman. Yeah. And the other is um, pharmaceutical, very interesting in terms of longevity and organ health and that space that I just love to learn in. Yeah. Um, so a, a very, two very different um, investors, but coming in at a lovely in a lovely space that is um, complementary to the business versus it has to feel like there's enough oxygen in the room and it does. It feels like creative. It feels very creative working with them. So I'm looking forward to that. It sounds like Dragon's Den and you've got the two dragons that you want. I guess it is, but they didn't just, if, if it was as simple as Dragon's Den, I would love that. And yet in a way, the journey to arriving here, I've learned more about myself in business. I've learned more about the brand and what the brand needs. So while it's take feels like it's taken forever, it's and it's been difficult at times because I would have bitten your hand off for cash at some stages in this equipping yourself for Christmas and different, you know, um, stages in this. And I, I, I would have been desperate to get more cash in. But the fact that it's taken this long and we've bootstrapped ourselves to arrive at this moment that we could breathe and take perspective on who we're going to work with, that's been a gift. Well, it sounds like to use one of those great wellness expressions, you are exactly where you should be. Oh, do you know what? I'm Melanie, you too, girl. You too. And we should be exactly here chatting to each other, loving it. I wish we were going out afterwards. I know, I know. Well, next time, next time, sure, at that stage, we'll be celebrating your new premises. We'll be celebrating your new lines. There'll be a lot, lot more crossed. to celebrate. Thank you so much for sharing so much with us, Peggy, because honestly, you've, you've really brought an awful lot to the surface and explained things to us and maybe shared an awful lot of what has been the secrets of your success. So I really, really appreciate that, Peggy. And oh, I've loved it. All the best for what's ahead. Oh, thank you, Melanie, and lots of love, girl. Take care. Thank you. So again, thank you so much to Peggy Crowley for one roller coaster of a chat through product, brand, and back rubs. And may I also say thanks to Tall Tale Studios and to the team at Image, Sophie Parr, Simone Kennedy, and Bill O'Sullivan for their help in producing today's podcast. Incidentally, if you've enjoyed today's episode and would like to find more in the series, you'll find them on our hub at image.ie forward slash workrestslay, as well as on your usual podcast platforms. And of course, we'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe, rate and or comment on what you've enjoyed. Have a great month. I'm sure we'll all be booking some spa time if we know what's good for us. And I'll be back next month with another episode of Work, Rest, Slay.